Hello and my name is Claude and welcome to the Claude SEN Law National and International Campaign Podcast. You are listening to Season 1, Episode 3 and our guest today is Dion Butler. Oh, so feel free to introduce yourself. Alright, so my name is Dion Butler. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, Inkster, Michigan, um, born and raised. I'm 28 years old, and I just had a newborn. Her name is Selena, and it's the best thing in my life. Congratulations. And Thank you. Also, everyone, if you haven't heard of me, my name's Akumi Claude. I am a campaigner from London for Hidden Disabilities, and this is an Instagram Live in regards to an inclusive world, education, and talking about equality. So... Um, First question I would like to ask, and everyone else, do feel free to drop in questions in the comments, is when was you first diagnosed? See, that's a, that you had that's, that's a good question. I was first diagnosed at 28. Oh. And did you, how, how did you, how did you um, first act about it? Would you, would you, you know much about it or? No, see, the thing is, before the pandemic hit, I, I my wife had told me she was having a baby. And I'm like, oh, man, I have been keeping this secret for so long. And I started to kind of panic. I'm like, so I was talking to myself, like, how can I help myself out by reading, facing my fears? So I ordered a bunch of books. I ordered a bunch of books. Are you still there? Because I kind of. Yeah, no, I'm still there. I'm still there. Oh, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, It's kind of lagging. Yep, it's better. So I wanted to make sure that um, I was able to read to my baby. So I started ordering these books online. And I had noticed that I was still struggling, even though I can read. I can read, but I couldn't read out loud. So I'll make a long story short. I did some research and um, I found this amazing organization called Noticeability. And they help kids teach um, about dyslexic. And I watched Dean, and uh, who's the founder of Noticeability, and he was going in about how I watched a video of him, and he was going in on about how he was privileged and he still couldn't read. He was talking about how he was down and he was struggling, and everybody was trying to teach him how to read, and he was struggling. And he ended up finding out that he was dyslexic. So he was telling the story to me. And that's when I was like, man, I didn't know nothing about dyslexic. Mm. But I took his curricular and I went through these classes and it ended up being the best thing ever. When I found out I was, when I found out that I was dyslexic, I had to learn how to own up to it because I was so confused about what dyslexic was. Then I owned it. I realized mm. that that is a real thing. Yes, yes, very much so. And would you say that, was it the case that, did you find that you was able to hide it or did you find that also other people were kind of saying that you could, you, you, you could that they could see that you probably had dyslexia as well in that point of view? And would you say that the education in America is, up to standards for hidden disabilities as well? Or 
there needs to be more improvement. So, to answer your first question, I had learned about, I mean, once I found out I was dyslexic, I had to go through these steps and stages of learning how to speak clearer and understand what dyslexic was. And before I took it, before I found out, I literally struggled from elementary, middle school, and high school, even in college. So, yes, to answer your yeah. question, I learned how to hide it very well. I learned how to get a C plus and go to class and do what I was told to do and still hide it. So to answer your second question, it's, 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 it's rough to say because teachers don't even know about dyslexic. So with the funding and yeah. the education system, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because I'm going around asking these teachers yes i'm going around and i'm asking mm. what dyslexic is and um all these things and I'm, I'm finding out that they don't even know what dyslexic is and as i go through my mm. journey i realize this is a huge issue in america wow interesting wow wow so really there need to be qualified teachers there needs to be that more understanding and education for dyslexia and in the work that you do as well what do you have have you felt inspired to also make improvements for your community and for like-minded students that may uh, only just been informed that they have dyslexia or neurodiverse again another good question so right now, I'm going around the world to be a motivation speaker about dyslexic with noticeability. And one of the things that we realize as an organization is that it's so many people with dyslexic and don't even know it. I struggled and I had a chip on my shoulder and I played sports. So I really had to dig down to take my education serious. I had to think about what about the next kid that's not going to play sports that just want to go and get an education? How, how, are they going, how are they going to succeed in the education system? A lot of, and I'm speaking for the black community, a lot of the kids feel like they're not a part of the community. I mean, they don't, they not, they don't feel a part of being smart the way they label normal people. So they quickly turn to either streets or don't graduate. So I realized, how do we, how do I, how do, how do noticeability, what, what do our company do to help kids around the world embrace who they are and also help teachers learn like, hey, look, this kid is not a bad kid because they're acting out. They're acting out because your class is boring or you're not able to teach them the right way. So with that being said, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of a, a two-way street. It's kind of a double-edged sword. A, a student need to go up to a teacher and say, hey, I don't understand what you're saying and I'm, and I'm struggling with reading. But also on the, on the other end, the teacher need to notice what they're good at so they can, they can face mm -hmm. some of their fears because it's hard being able to stand up and say, I can't read. I can't do math well. Yeah. I can't write well. So, and it's easy. It's yeah. easier for a teacher to be like, oh, that kid is bad because he's acting out, send him home. 
I was getting kicked out so much when I was a kid in high school. I was getting kicked out of school mm. in elementary because they was labeled me as a bad kid. I wasn't a bad kid. I was just mm. couldn't understand what was going on. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's what I'm very concerned about. And I think that it is that understanding, that education. And I think what's so important is that for us as neurodiverse, I don't know if you feel the same, but I'm a very much perfectionist when it comes to my task, when it comes to me doing anything. I feel that I have to achieve the best and, of course, make sure that I'm kind of not um, leaving anything out. And I've always felt that, and I would say that it is that factor that there is in the UK, for example, as I would share with you, is that there's a big exclusion rate. So the amount of students that, of course, are excluded are, is horrendous in the fact because it's just that understanding and for teachers to of course know the best way to teach that student and some te some students may find it difficult because they don't really understand what the teacher is saying and they need it broken down or they need it kind of you know they need a bit of time out because it's all too much so it's very interesting to hear that that's the same situation as well roughly but it's really good to hear that you are doing what you're doing and would you also say that within your experience as well um, as being an, an, an NFL, would you say that there is a representation of neurodiverse other than yourself and also equality? Again, you come in with some great questions because even in football, I struggle with the playbook. Um, I struggled mm. throughout the playbook, so I didn't really get good in football until I had to learn how to to learn a playbook and the confidence I couldn't play to my best of ability when I was playing football and my and it, it matched with my confidence. So I'm sure that there's other black kids out in the world that's playing football that's that that can't really read the playbook but is not a hundred percent being able to go out there and perform well due to the fact that they can't understand the playbook. So we need to be able to teach them mm. how to embrace their learning style. And one thing with me was my coach allowed me to be silly up there on a the board. And that's the way I learned. I'm a goofy personality. And my junior year, I learned how to be goofy and learn how to read the playbook by them embracing my learning style. So eventually I got better on the football field. So to get back to your question, I think... I think it's very important to knowledge these kids, to be able to go out and also help them embrace it at a younger age. Because once they yeah. embrace it at a younger age, they can be themselves and they can be able to perform at a high rate. I'm not saying that, um, that, that football taught me everything in life, but I noticed when mm. I embraced who I was, I started doing a lot better. And again, everything around me became better. So to, uh, to get back to the, the, the um, dyslexic, I think it'll be best. And, it's, and it, it bugs me to know that you're having the same problem in the UK. So, and again, my company yeah. is in, they, we're we traveling in 36 states and we all over the round in 26 countries. So... Wow. I want to be able to come to London and be able to talk to you and, and, and set up this meeting so we can Definitely. be a, strong, a stronger population and be able to speak. Because as you said, you are um, dyslexic yeah. and that, neuro, that neurologic, you're, it, it's a problem there. 
Yes, it is. It is. And this is why we had this live to bring awareness and to inform people that, you know, you can hear our stories as both dyslexic and neurodiverse to show that basically our voices and our missions for change and equality and to also just have a discussion, but also to um, promote, to inform you all about the clause and law, because more than ever, we need action. And we've had years of words and statements but no action and action that's not included people's stories so you know it's highly needed there is a number of uh, neurodiverse and, dis- and invisible disability one in five as I last checked and basically they're not feeling like they're getting delivered they're feeling like they are being you could say forgotten about the understanding within education that we can end exclusions within schools we can also have a work environment that meets to the policies and also uh, be inclusive and excluded. And yeah, I think I think it's very interesting to hear that it's the same issue in America. And of course, you kind of wonder what really has been done. Uh, what's the news like over there in the point of view of like their actions and protocols? Are they mentioning anything about hidden disabilities and what they're going to implement or even in education in that point of view? Well, that's a that's a that's a tough. Con- I mean, that's a tough um, question to answer because um, I can only go by what my organization is doing, and it's the it's yeah, the best organization. Fine. I mean, it's the best product that we're doing because it's not. It's number one. It's testing the kids uh, with this ability to yeah. scan their eyes and go and check their reading scan. Uh, I mean, check their reading um, um, performance. Also. Um, being mm. hands-on with them in case they do need us to come up and come to um, wherever they located at. Again, we are located, I mean, we're, yeah. the system is all over the world. So I'm still going through it and finding out new things about how I learn and embracing the way I learn. It's has, it has been phenomenal. I mean, amazing. So I think the more awareness we bring, the more um, people understand what this is. I think It'll help, not only help in school, but help in the prisons. Because I'm hearing that, well, I'm knowing mm. that it is 60% of Black African Americans that's not just Black, but that's in jail, wow. incarcerated, that can't read. Well, think about why they are in jail, because they wasn't, they wasn't able to feel comfortable in school. They were pushed out. They didn't, the way the school system was built is for reading, math, and mm. um, um, English. If, English. You know, my, mm. Yes. And if you don't perform well in them three, nine out of 10, you're not going to college. Well, that, well, what else are yeah. you doing? And of course you can do um, um, uh, engineering or you can do um, uh, plumbing school or you can do some of these high tech, but nine out of 10 in a black community. And what I'm speaking for is they going and trying to make money for a living. And then the thing that when they do try to yeah. make money, they get pushed in jail. Well, it kind of go all the way mm. back to the school. Yeah, it does. And I think that is the thing. The behavior which has been acted upon by people in power has been unacceptable in the fact that I think like that kind of putting people in boxes, of course, and also kind of either signing them off because you don't really understand the needs that they need to be met within their actual specific like understanding of being dyslexic, neurodiverse. And yes, I, um, I love that you said the figures because in America, because I was on a call yesterday and I 
was even wondering, it'd be really interesting to know what are the figures in prisons in the United Kingdom. But it's great to hear from American point of view, what are the figures, of course, from the prison point of view, because it is. I'm aware that there's been a lot of people who've either gone down that road when they didn't really hope to go down that road because they had a lack of understanding from a teacher or from a school environment. And, yeah, I think there needs to be more improvements. And I think, like, for example, the representation, it needs to be there. Um, I'm sure the same that you probably agree in America, it, the representation for people with, you know, neurodiverse, hidden disabilities and visible disabilities because basically who is the next generation going to look up to and who are they going to be able to feel empowered and to be know that they are able to succeed and able to get into those jobs and high you could say decision making a point of office if that makes sense I know and I, and I like that you hit the point of the next generation you're a you're completely mm. on point where that's why I joined with noticeability because our job is to notice their Wonderful. ability. Like me, I was playing sports and that kept me in school. Well, we got to notice what's keeping these other kids going, focusing on what they're good at. I'm able to read. I'm able to write and do math. But yeah, it, 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 it took me a little bit longer than most people that was around me. And that's okay. Some people's minds develop mm. differently. And they need to and, and we need to understand that it's okay to be ha to have different learning styles. Cause we're yeah. all different from yeah. around the world. And once you notice what they're good at then that's when they increase their confidence. They increase uh, um, willing to, to and, and feel connected with the teacher or who's, who's ever around trying to teach them or work with them. A boss supervisor is able to help them and do the best at their job and what they're good at and everything else will come along as you develop. Mm. And also, I think that that is such an important point because this is the thing is that I see that there's been stagnation within the development. I don't know if it's the same situation in America where they combined other services. Have they got like a actual, um, how is, how is the profile for a student when they go through an education within your actual organization? How do you, how, what's your process? So if you are a person that's got um, dyslexia, what is the process and how, and how do you match up the right teacher or support person with that uh, a young person? So with noticeability, um, um, you, can head on, you can go online and it's an easy setup. It's easy for anybody to be, not just a student or anybody or people with dyslexia, but teachers, principals, uh, um, uh, anybody that's an educator. And what they can do is go mm. online and check it out for themselves the way of a certain step of yeah. how to embrace and how to um, overcome some of these things that there was, they wasn't aware of. So once you go online, it's really simple to just click on it and say, oh, here goes some information that can help people that learns different or people that want to be taught or educators that want to be taught to teach. So the process is very mm. simple and um, Again, it's, it's around in 36 states and 26 countries, and it's, it's online as well. 
and the impact has really been beneficial for people. They felt that they've been able to flourish and do well as well with the services that you offer. Yes, and it's it increased really well. It's it's, it's huge. It, I can only speak for me and what it did for me. It brought me out of my shell. Yeah. It brought me to be comfortable yeah. in the way I learn. And it also, it taught me to take my time and um, um, practice a little bit, not harder, but giving myself breaks. So throughout this course, mm -hmm. it built me up to be a board member. It built me up to stand out. So I am able to give back to that next generation to help them, guide them down the right, not path, because you can take any path you want, but at least you are aware. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that I struggle with is being aware of being dyslexic and, and, and some of these learning things and some of my learning tools. And what would you be your free tips for a person that is uh, neurodiverse or wants to basically change the world or wants to kind of make a change within their community? What I would tell a, 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 a young person or an educator or a person that's in a neurologic, um, um, that have this neurologic, I would tell them to, and it might not work for them, that everything that worked for me, but embrace it, love it, be able to speak up for yourself and know that you're not the only one that's trying to learn or trying to teach. And the, the, um, the more you speak up about it, the more you realize that a lot of people around have good things, but also have some things they can work on. And it's not just a reading. It's not just the way you hear. It's not just the way you see. It's, it has to do with a lot of things. And, it, and, it, and once you realize what it is, and, you, and once you understand how to go by it, you will know where to go with it. So that's what I would tell them. Brilliant. And also, who would be your role models or inspirations? Did you have any inspirations when you was younger? Yeah, yeah. See, um, that's again, that plays a big role into um, uh, of who I am today. Is I, I I learned by watching and not just hearing. I learned by the teachers, the janitors. Um, uh, the principals, even though they wasn't my biggest role models, I just paid attention to them and how they did things, and they guided me down the right track. So it it helps my it helped me build my future. But I also had role model. I mean, I also had some sports uh, uh, inspirations. Um, my favorite team is Green Bay Packers, uh, Detroit Lions as well. They kind of you know they they on an uprise, but um, I also I watched Dr. House. I, I don't know if you know that show, but um, he's a doctor that builds and uh, helps. Yeah, he he he's a genius doctor, but he does it in a different way. Okay. And would you say that um, what's the factor? Because I would say that what I found as well as a neurodiverse. We're quite creative as well. We have specific talents. And would you say that those specific talents have been enhanced in America? Or would you say that they've been neglected and need looking at in the fact of like the creative industry? And That's a good question. I think 
in America has been neglected because um, okay. just the statistics is so low of um, uh, people graduating from high school, not college, because college is a uh, can, mm. college is a whole nother discussion. But if we're able to embrace it in elementary and see it early, we'll be able to guide that young student uh, or teacher or anybody who's willing to learn to help them get to a certain place in their life. So I think right now it's mm. not where it needs to be at. It's being neglected. It's being overlooked. Um, um, we, you know, think about it. The prison's been we. The world has been having prisons for long for the longest, and if you think about it, people haven't really learned their lessons. Well, it's time for a change. Yeah. It's time to look into something else mm. like school, the education. Yes, and would you say like because one of the ideas I was thinking is that they could probably put in like um, education classes within prisons, or they could put in more better facilities as well. And also within, I feel that qualified teachers, I think also the fact of um, if they invest more into adding more to the curriculum, that may be more um, of an interested at neurodiverse person and in the fact that they could deliver in the policies that are really being very uh, restricted for certain people, of course, and in their development of learning and being able to be given equal opportunity. Would you say there's, any, there's, there's a fair equal, equality in the America and the point of like work and the point of earning? So, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't call it fair because if you think about the teachers, um, a lot of the turnover rate it, it, it's pretty fat. I mean, it's pretty high because the teachers are not getting paid well enough. And when and the teachers that are teaching, mm. some of some of the teachers are not doing a great of a job um, um, because they're not motivated due to low funds. Also, um, if you yeah. hiring a t uh, people in the world are realizing teachers don't get paid as much. So the next step is who are going to accept this teaching job. A lot of average teachers mm. that's not that that a lot of teachers can't even read and they got teacher certificates. Mm. There's a lot of it's wow. a lot of white teachers with with um, and I'm just being honest with low education. Yeah. So to get back to on topic mm. is right, to get back on topic is well, where do it start from? Well, you're not paying these teachers enough. You, you're not getting yeah. the best teachers to be able to provide a, a well, humble education for this young child. And once you, once we yeah. change that, it will, it will draw some of the best teachers to want to teach, to do a better job in listening and how to be able to go back and forth with a, a, a kid and working with them on their learning style. Yeah. Because of course, if the teacher's happy, then the student would be happy and they feel like they're understanding the topic um would you also say that the tackling of homelessness because what i found is most in the uk most of the youth who's not been in education of the uh plus 18 end up either sofa surfing or they end up being you could say forgotten about within the education system would you say same situation in america in the fact that they may result to sofa surfing or they may become homeless and do you have a big issue of homelessness in America? 
So I'm gonna tackle one point at a time. It is all connected, if you ask me. It's all connected of why the homeless are homeless, in in a way. I'm not giving no excuses, mm. but we gotta we gotta be factual. Well, the education pushed yeah. people out of the school system, and in, in order to get a job, you gotta have a certain type of education, which is true. But you think about this person that that's struggling at home already struggling to put in, uh, money on the table and food in their mouths. Well, then they become homeless. Over time, they become homeless because they don't have a certain type of education. They they don't have a certain type of co- uh, confidence. Um, now, in a world, you can make money in a lot of ways, but just imagine if you educate them. And um, your second question, it is a huge problem. It is a huge problem. It's an issue that's not being covered. So we're having the same problems mm. in the U.S. as the same as in the U.K. Wow. And so I'm guessing, but I don't want to assume, has Biden dealt with education right now? Could he, I, what I heard is that after the pandemic, he was going to deal with education. Has that been the case over there? Has he dealt with it yet? Or is he... We're slowly, but we're working our way up. We're working our way up into making sure that um, this thing get out there, um, this um, noticeability get out there. And also, um, you are seeing an increase in, in some areas. So um, it's not all bad, but it can be a lot better for the future, for the next generation. Yes, of course. Well, thank you. And would you say that on the topic of... Um, What's accessibility like? So when you so in America, is accessibility accessible for people of uh, disability? In your view, um, I think again it can be better. I think, especially with the way I found out, I found out at twenty eight, and I'm also understanding that it's a school out there for dyslexics and learning, but the price is so high. It's like 60000 mm-hmm. in ordinary to go to school uh, for a dyslexic. Um, so I think it's really for the people with money to win, to help neck their, their generation to win, a certain type of people, a certain type of look that help them win, and not thinking about people who don't have that type of money. Okay, so basically in, the, in regard to access to education then, and in regard to... Um, you could say there's a big gap within the social mobility, so the privilege of getting richer, the poor are really not being able to be educated, and that's probably even would I um, I don't want to I don't want to assume, but would it be also the case that in resources as well for like you could say because what we have here is we have like what would you have is an audio, um, you would have like coloured card where I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's a coloured card that you would have on a reading book because you know like black and white writing may look confusing for a neurodiverse person it looks all jumbled up so it's like they would either need pacific colored paper or they would need like a colored card that they can able to read the actual like you know article or piece in a book if that makes sense um do they have that over there well yes we do but it's only going to lead back to the education of the neurologic system 
or the information um, uh, of being dyslexic. If you don't know, you can't research it. And we, as kids, you look up to somebody to help us t um, tell us these things. And if the teachers don't know, if the um, if the world or let's just use a smaller uh, platform, if a school system, a public school system, a public meaning that an inner city school, if they don't know, then all it does get overlooked about dyslexic in the neurologic system. Yeah. It's super hard to do your own research and say, oh, I need a colorful, um, um, I need this certain type of thing, I need this certain type of thing to, to understand something. Mm -hmm. and, um, I think if we don't understand what it is, it get overlooked. And if the school's not helping us, then yeah. again, it puts you right out to the door of being confident of pursuing your dreams. Very much so. So to wrap up and to ask you the last question, uh, what would you envision that needs to be improved and would you think, feel that needs to be in place to be more of a better legacy for the next generation and for them not to go through the same struggles which you and myself have gone through as successful, dyslexic, neurodiverse, you know, um, role models in the fact for the next generation? What would you feel needs to be improved? So what needs to be improved is the awareness of dyslexic and neurolog the neurologic system. Um, we need to get that out ASAP because the earlier you can get it out, the younger the kid can start to embrace it because I'm 28 and I'm still like amazed about how much I accomplished throughout my entire life without even knowing. So if, if, if one person slipped out and I did it with a chip on my, my shoulder and other people are not being able to become successful because they're having, they're struggling with understanding what dyslexic or they know how they learn. Well, then we're not doing a good job. So what needs to happen is well, I need my, the company that I work for and um, more around the world need to be be aware of these things and how to be able to embrace it embrace it younger and, and be able to help the next generation the next generation and so on so we can catch up the whole goal is to catch up to be able to learn in and out and that take time so we need a, a great system and that's what I think Dean and um, in the organization is doing a, a phenomenal job at that's brilliant. Well, I would like to say thank you for what you're doing. We'll be in touch. And yeah, both of us together, it was a pleasure for the people that are joined. Thank you very much. Um, if you have any questions, I'll give you a moment to put them in the box. And if not, um, I would like to say, well, thank you very much for being the guest this week. And yeah, everyone, please do check out the hashtag clause SEN law link in bio for more information. You can also submit your story. Um, to make everyone else be aware of the issues and also in the fact of your own personal stories and of how they can be implemented within the action which we need to take for awareness of neurodiverse and awareness of an inclusive world and the clause SDN law. So, and also you can also, um, in the UK, if you're in the UK, you can also write to your local MP and um, for the people in America, Please do feel free to share the word and use the following hashtag clause at the end. Thank you very much, Dion. 
I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Most definitely, I'm going to let my um, community know about coming to London. Um, once my schedule is finished, I am going to hit you up because I am excited, all right? Yeah, no, that's great. And that sounds really great. Um, thank you to everyone. And it's been a pleasure. And we'll speak soon. Thank you. And everyone, this was the Claude SCN Law Instagram Live with Dion Butler. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Yeah.